Is music journalism collapsing and will knowledgeable music reviewing become a thing of the past? That sounds melodramatic, but it's the view of a few people, including the well-known critic and writer Ted Gioia, whom we've talked to before. Certainly evidence is mounting that all is not well. Pitchfork has been a leading music media outlet for the last quarter of a century. It will now be subsumed into GQ formerly known as the Gentleman's Quarterly. Universal Music has had layoffs, as have YouTube, Spotify and Tidal. Amazon Music laid off employees on three continents. SoundCloud is up for sale. It had to lay off 10% of its staff. Bandcamp got rid of more than half its employees, reportedly. Music 101 host Charlotte Ryan has dropped in to kindly fill us in on this disturbing trend. Morena, Charlotte, what's gone wrong with the music business? Mm, A lot has gone wrong. I mean, technology, streaming, AI, legal loopholes, weird contracts. But I think overall, the the way that people listen to music has changed. Yes, uh, you mean streaming? Yeah, music streaming has completely taken over and, and changed the way we access music. Is it true that the big labels started ploughing big sums into getting old catalogues and pumping them out instead of investing in new artists. Is that one of the problems? I don't know if that's a problem because you can make a lot of money off legacy artists. And they always have been doing best of compilations. You know, remember in the 2000s, you know, every 10 years we get a new Beatles best of and things. So I don't think it's a new thing, but I think it's a logical way for record companies to try and make money because they're not making money, as much money through their new artists as they were. What about this theory I saw on the Honest Broker website that... Streaming platforms encourage passive listening so people don't even know the names of songs or artists. I know. It's a sad thing. Yeah, and it's come from streaming. And that's because the most popular playlists on Spotify are often called something like chill or relax while working. So So people choose these playlists and they listen to them. And they're not engaged as they would be, you know, you know, like in the old days. Like people have changed the way they listen. It's background rather than putting on the record, you know, going to the shop, buying the record, putting it on the re- you know, and listening so actively as we used to. Is it true that streaming fans don't pay much attention to new music anymore, which I thought was a generalisation because uh, I can't square that with all the new music our children listen to, for example. What do you think's happening? I think there definitely is a want and a need for new music. I think people are listening to new music and they want it. That's why they go to these streaming platforms. But I think the way that they discover music is harder to find because of all this, there's so much music being released every day, 60,000 tracks or something. Or no, actually even over 100,000 tracks these days, I think. The other thing is that people say that 70% of us are listening to old legacy artists, you know, like Fleetwood Mac and Dire Straits and all all that sort of stuff. But that's because of this theory called the long tail. The more music you have up on the platform and the more catalogue, the more listens you're going to get. And also a band like Fleetwood Mac attracts such a wider audience. You know, a a 10-year-old can listen to them and an 80-year-old can listen to them. So naturally there's a wider audience. That's completely true with Fleetwood Mac, isn't it? Yes, yeah, definitely. I know this is a complicated area, but with all these layoffs that I mentioned in the introduction, if the state of music reporting and journalism is bad, then somehow music itself must also be in 
some sort of trouble. Oh, totally. It's been in trouble for years, Jim. It's, it's worrying, but right now it's in a very, very strange place. I don't know if you've just seen the news, but Universal Music, UMG, they've just removed their entire catalogue from TikTok. Now, TikTok, of course, is the biggest phenomenon in music in the last couple of years. It's where artists get broken. It's where bands like Fleetwood Mac get featured and suddenly all the kids love them. Yeah. But for TikTok not to have the Universal Music Group catalogue now, that's huge for the artists. And that's huge for the fans as well. When I load up my new TikTok, I'm not on TikTok, but I can't choose a Taylor Swift song. I can't choose an ABBA song because there's a huge argument going between Universal Music and TikTok at this very moment. What about the role of AI? I mean, what will the place of AI music be? Because we assume we'd only hear it in a mall or at the dentist, but it'll get a lot cleverer than that. Oh, totally. And I think it has already. On those playlists that I mentioned, you know, the chill or the, or, you know, musicians and, and now AI, they're making music to fit that formula, to fit that beat per minute or, you know, that, that rhythm, that vibe that the audience wants to hear. It's done in a very, uh, I guess, methodical way or mathematical way instead of the passion of a true song that we love. (laughs) That doesn't work for me. I suppose I'm just of an age where that kind of generic approach doesn't work. I still like to know who who the artists are and and I'm curious about them rather than just wanting to hear a track. Well, exactly. And I think that's why some people find Spotify or streaming platforms like that quite difficult sometimes to listen to because all you're getting is new song, new song, new song. And and you just want something familiar sometimes as well. Even me, and, you know, I love music. Sometimes I go to a playlist and I don't know any artist on that playlist because it's all so new. So how do we find our favourites in that? Yeah, I don't know. I'm glad you said that because you're a lot cooler than I am. (laughs) Uh, A Dutch, so the future is hard to discern, actually. It's worrying. Okay. A Dutch university, while you're with us, has run some research that's made it into neuroscience news online. It's to do with what music best helps with stress. Speaking of those AI playlists, do you regard studies like this, which rely on self-reportage, with a degree of scepticism? I mean, how persuaded are you by songs that are said to be stress-easing? I think it's down to the particular person who's listening. I do think, you know, there's definitely uh, facts, scientific facts, that particular music does calm the human brain. I definitely, I love music therapy. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, when I'm, when I'm stressed, uh, my favourite new artist that I listen to is this artist who's coming to play at WOMAD Festival. She's called Aruf Aftab, and it's beautiful, you know, Pakistani music, very calming. Or I go to Fleetwood Mac or Rolling Stones, or something where I can just sing my heart out, be lost in the lyrics, know the bass line. That familiar sound distracts me, I think. Aruf Aftab. Aruf, no, Aruj Aftab. Aruj Aftab. It's beautiful. I mean, I guess you could say it's world music, but it's incredibly calming. Fleetwood Mac plays a useful role in your life, doesn't it? (laughs) Don't they? (laughs) Don't they in all of our lives? Yeah, I suppose so. There seems to be some science attached. The best de-stressing music is mellow tunes in major mode or energetic tracks in minor mode. So either Take Me Home Country Roads by John Denver on the one hand or Shape of You by Ed Sheeran on the other, to use two examples. Here's what interested me. The songs are often performed in the key of E and are in common time, 4-4 time, Mm. which means that that not many Taylor Swift songs get a look in. 
If we were, and I, I've got some examples, if we were asking you to choose from this list, uh, Under the Bridge, Red Hot Chili Peppers, One Republic, Counting Stars, Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On. Oh, uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac, Don't Stop, Eagles, Peaceful, Easy Feeling, Walk of Life, Dire Straits. All right. Please, in the honour of this, in honour of this discussion, can you choose a song in the key of E in common time from that list? I have to choose Fleetwood Mac, one of the best bands, one of my favourite bands, but also they are one of those legacy artists that has blown up on TikTok, become so popular from a viral TikTok video, and. Uh, yeah, it's just a great song. You can sing along. It's a great song. Christine McVie, isn't it? I think. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Here it comes. And maybe uh, listeners will nominate a song of their own and we can squeeze one in later on, maybe. Yeah, tell us what song you listen to to ease your stress. Good idea. We'll see if there's commonality. Charlotte Ryan, thank you. Thank you, Jim.